Good morning. It's great to see you today, all those smiling faces out there, and I, I'm, I'm honored to be here with you, and I'm honored to kind of uh, ride shotgun with Pastor Andy today. He's going to be the preacher of the day. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I want to, uh, in the way of announcements, I just want to say a great big thank you to Miss Catherine right here and to all of our volunteers for making Vacation Bible School so awesome this last week. You're going to get to see a slideshow in a little bit. Uh, about Vacation Bible School, and you'll get to see how awesome it was. Even our kids, our little Vacation Bible School kids, are going to be singing for us in a little bit too, so that's going to be great. The youth, not to be outdone, are going to have Youth Service Week this coming week, Monday through Thursday. And by the way, let me say hats off to the youth that work for Vacation Bible School. They were troopers this week, and we could not have done it without them, or Vacation Bible School could not have, have gone as well without them. I want to say one final thing. Our mission focus this month is for socks and underwear for uh, the clothes closet. You, uh, you will find red buckets around the church, and we ask you to bring those, and those will be our mission. We're having undie Sunday and socks Sunday, right, for our clothes closet. So don't forget about that. One last thing is Pastor Andy has left a rock up here. And if you find one of these in the pews when Pastor Andy preaches, uh, let the one without sin cast the first stone at, at Pastor Andy today. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. Help us to focus our hearts and minds on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
We're changing things around a little bit in the bulletin today, so uh, just for fun. But if you look up at the screens, you are going to see a party. Vacation Bible School is amazing. Actually, let's give it up for all the volunteers here for Vacation Bible School. And here's our video.
we now have some of the rock stars from Vacation Bible School are going to come sing. And I think if some came in late and they weren't sitting up here, they can join you too, right? They want to? In Egypt, under Pharaoh's hand, everyone's expected to heed his command. Pharaoh gave his orders, some were so afraid.
three superheroes But we're following the greatest hero ever told God's son, Jesus Let's go! We listen very carefully We follow wherever that means When we give a hotline ring You know we're answering We listen very carefully We follow wherever that means When we give a hotline ring You know we're answering children amazing and Miss Catherine leading Vacation Bible School. I'm hoping JT can teach us that song we just did with the motions and the rap and everything. All right, JT, I think you actually have an opening hymn, right? Okay, I'm going to pass it over.
This is the time in the service where we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. I uh, wanted to give everyone, again, a huge thanks that helped with Vacation Bible School. Sometimes a tithe or an offering is your gift of time and service as well, so we thank everyone who did that. Um, and our gifts help continue great things like Vacation Bible School, uh, the Ladle of Love, and the many other great mission projects that go on here at the church. Let's pray. Loving God, we pray that you will bless every gift, every tithe, every offering, and every gift of service um, given to this church and this community, God. We pray that you will use it to do great things, um, that, you will reach, that people will be reached to know you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have some more pictures here in a second because last Sunday we had some baptisms out at Camp Sumatanga. Um, the Thornburg family was baptized uh, and also Merritt Norris. I can't tell if they're up. Oh, there they are. There they are. Now, Pastor Sam's preaching next Sunday, but after that, Pastor Sam's going to be in retirement. So if you want to be baptized by Pastor Sam after that, he'll be in Honolulu. All right. <laughs> and I will fly out to do a baptism as well. But isn't that awesome? Let's celebrate these families being baptized. Awesome. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we pray for all these great kids that attended Vacation Bible School. We pray that what they learned um, will continue to grow in their hearts. They'll continue to grow closer to you. Um, God, we pray for the youth here that will be participating in Youth Service Week this week.
Uh, we pray that they will grow closer to you as well and closer to loving their neighbors. Uh, we lift up those who are homebound this morning, those who are unable to make it. God, you know their needs, their concerns, and all of us come with heavy burdens on our heart. God, you know what those burdens are. We lift them up to you. And now we are reminded of the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would you please stand and sing with us our hymn of preparation, number 451, Be Thou My Vision.
Isn't the choir like awesome? They're amazing. And JT, you're amazing. Thank you for the kind words. He's the best. So uh, I don't know if you all know this, but Pastor Sam, there's a lot of pastors in the North Alabama Conference. Pastor Sam is the coolest one. He is. So uh, we've had a lot of sermons here, Pastor Sam, me and you, the past five years. And there tends to be a theme when you're a preacher. They're all about following Jesus. And it's cool. The lectionary this week um, is about following Jesus. Can you believe it? So I just went with the, I didn't know what to preach for my last Sunday preaching here. So I thought we're just going to stick with the lectionary like I normally do. Has to do with following Jesus. But I'll say, as far as following Jesus, many of you have been very brave lately. You did something new. You stepped out in faith. You felt a nudge of the Holy Spirit. You stepped out of your comfort zone. You went to dangerous places, new, unexpected places. You helped with Vacation Bible School. You are brave. And we thank you for that. Um, That's what we as people of faith do. We follow Jesus into new, unexpected places. This past week, I was serving along uh, youth and chaperones at Pell City First United Methodist Church doing their youth service week. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we have a long history of doing summer service work here at this church. Um, I see the dials back there. Your son used to be Teen Elvis at service week, right? And Drew's here. Drew, you were always a service week person, so... Uh, it's just something we've always done. But here's what I love about something like Service Week, right? So the kids this past week from Pell City, they, just, they would show up just like Gadsden First Methodist kids are going to do next week. They're just going to show up. Now, I make a schedule, and they might know it, but kids don't read. If you hand them a schedule, they're not really going to look at it, right, what we're doing each day. But they show up doing unexpected service projects, Right? It might be going to see the homebound. It might be going to a nursing home. It might be going to the animal shelter. We even went to a daycare and had a dance party this past week. But going and doing service work in the community. Like I said, these kids from Pell City did it. And Gadsden this week, Monday through Thursday, are going to do the same thing. They just show up to do the unexpected, right? But something happens when we get a little older, doesn't it? Because if we said we were going to have a service week for grown-ups, we would have to know the plan before we got here. Where am I going? Because you're going to base if you're coming or not based on what we're doing, right? I mean, these kids showed up to go paint at the Aniston United Way, right, in partnership with Aniston First Methodist, Um, which, by the way, Gadsden kids, you're doing that this week coming up. But for us, we might be scared to do some stuff, right? Something happens to us with following Jesus. We get a little nervous, and we make some excuses when called to serve and follow Jesus. Here's our scripture It's Matthew 9, 9 through 13. I'll be reading from the Common English Translation, the calling of Matthew. As Jesus continued on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at a kiosk for collecting taxes. He said to him, follow me. He got up and followed him. As Jesus sat down to eat at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners joined Jesus and his disciples at the table. But when the Pharisees saw this, They said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. Go and learn what it means. I want mercy and not sacrifice. I didn't come to call righteous people, but sinners. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that through this passage, the calling of Matthew, that You will show us how we are called as well. I pray that you will lead each of us into new places. Um, And I pray that we won't give excuses anymore when we are called to do something that we will go and follow. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what was Matthew doing when he was called by Jesus, right? Was Matthew feeding the poor? Feeding the hungry? Taking care of people? Was he being super holy and like fasting and praying when Jesus called him? No? What was he doing? He was just sitting at a kiosk collecting taxes. That's what he was doing. And Jesus says, come and follow me. The number one excuse that we oftentimes give when Jesus says, follow me, we say, 
Jesus, you got the wrong person. I'm a sinner. I messed up. I don't have my stuff together, right? Jesus did not say to Matthew, Matthew, follow me when you get your life right. Or when you stop doing this or that, then come follow me. Once you start praying every day or you stop cussing or you stop smoking cigarettes, whatever it is, once you stop doing this thing, then come follow me. That didn't happen. Jesus just said, follow me, follow me. So we can't give that excuse anymore that we don't have our act together because Jesus says that to us right now. Follow me right where we are with any mistakes that we have, anything going on. Jesus says, follow me. How many times do we say that? Do we use that excuse when called upon to help with vacation Bible school or to teach a Sunday school class? Jesus, I I got too much junk in my life that I'm too messed up. You don't want to use me. Jesus says, follow me, follow me. The Bible is filled with heroes who have messed up time and time again. And Jesus says, follow me. And those are the people that make the biggest difference in the Bible. I use David all the time as an example. He did some crazy stuff, stuff that we haven't done. And he was a man after God's own heart, continued to be used by God. Another excuse that we use is that we are not qualified. Anybody ever use that excuse? I'm not qualified. I can't serve on the missions team, or I can't can't teach that or help in that way. I got to tell you, I use the I'm not qualified excuse all the time. Uh, When I was in licensing school to be a local United Methodist pastor, I was gathered with a bunch of pastors, and um, they were dressed real nice. They had a certain way of talking. Right now, I have a shirt with glow-in-the-dark dinosaurs on under my robe. And um, when I was at Camp Sumatango with these other pastors, I was like, God, you got the wrong guy. I'm not qualified to hang with these people. They've got their lives together, right? They're qualified. They know how to read the whole Bible in Greek, Pastor Sam. Like, these people got it together, right? So sometimes we use that. We say we're not qualified. Matthew could have said he wasn't qualified. Matthew hadn't studied the scriptures. Um, He was collecting taxes, right? Now, I think from what I've read about him, he would have been a pretty smart guy. He might have spoken a couple different languages. But was he qualified to be a disciple, to be one of these people that was going to tell everybody about Jesus, that was going to help do miracles? I mean, was that really the guy who was qualified? And Jesus said, follow me, follow me. He says that to us, even when we say we're not qualified. Follow me, follow me. Number three, this is an excuse I use too. What if people say bad stuff about me when I follow Jesus, right? We could say that about our non-Christian friends. They might say, we've become too religious, or what are you doing? You're getting a little too radical, right? Worried that our non-religious friends might judge us if we follow Jesus. But I don't know, from the story of Matthew, who judges Matthew when he is called by Jesus? It's the religious people, the Pharisees. In verse 11, but the Pharisees saw, uh, saw this and said, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? They're judging that Matthew has been called by Jesus, called to the table, called to serve, called to follow. This is huge, because I'm not going to lie to you. When we truly follow what Jesus wants us to do, be ready. The religious people are coming for you. They're going to judge you. They're going to harass you. They'll say stuff about you. Happens all the time. It's huge. So I'm not going to tell you any different. But I will say the best faith leaders the world changers, the public school teachers, doesn't matter what occupation it is, but the people who are out there doing really good, cool stuff, following Jesus, they're going to get some criticism by people. And that's okay, because Jesus is with them. I don't know about you, but I would much rather be like Matthew, the tax collector. I'd much rather be like him, sitting at the table, eating with Jesus, than be one of the religious people on the outside getting offended about who Jesus is doing ministry with. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather be at the table with Jesus than whining about who's there? So we have a choice with that. Next, I want to read the Old Testament lectionary passage. It talks about following God as well. Abram's family moves to Canaan. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your land, your family, and your father's household for this land that I will show you. I will make you a a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who who bless you. Those who curse you I will curse. And all the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. 
Abram left just as the Lord told him. And Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he left for Haran. Abram took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, and all their possessions. So in this Old Testament passage, um, it's also talking about following God. When we're called to follow, just follow. Um, in this passage, Abram is leaving behind a lot. His land and a lot of his family, right? A lot of his good friends and family he's going to leave behind. This is a big deal because sometimes following Jesus calls us to go to new, unexpected places to let some things go, right? That's, so that's number four. What will we have to let go when we're called to follow Jesus? What will we have to let go? Um, like I said, sometimes it's just going somewhere new, maybe a new job, a new city. Um, but sometimes following Jesus is just letting go of some stuff, letting go of some stuff. We're following Jesus for a while. We kind of get stuck in a place. And Jesus is like, we got to get rid of some stuff, right? So this past week, like I said, I had some kids with Pell City with me all week. And I gave them all a rock, all right? Everybody got a rock. This wasn't to throw a piece, Pastor Sam. Um, so everybody got a rock, and we talked about those things that hold us down, right? We all have bitterness, anger. Y'all, I'm not the best pastor. I have bitterness and anger all the time. I'm real good at holding grudges. So anyway, I gave all the kids a rock. And I told them this was our bitterness, our anger, the junk that holds us down from following Jesus and what we're supposed to be doing, right? Because we're not willing to let go of it. So I brought kids from Pell City, Denakalula Falls. I took them around Gadsden. And guess what? They left their rocks here in a town 45 minutes from their house. And I told them they're not invited to come pick their rock back up. It stays here. Stays here, right? Because you're not taking that back in your life for following Jesus. And when those anger, that bitterness comes back into our lives, we remember we left it in a different city and it's not invited to come back. So they left us in a place where there's a lady named Nakalula. They don't even know where it is, right? Amen. The youth from uh, Gadsden, y'all are going to be leaving your rocks in Anniston, and you're not inviting it to come back. You're not inviting it. So maybe some of y'all need to hear that. Maybe you need to get a rock this week and go drive it to ball play in front of Beans and Greens. Say, that rock's not invited to come back. Not invited to come back. I mean, Beans and Greens is good, so maybe you don't want to leave it there. But leave it somewhere where you're not going to go all the time. Leave it somewhere. Because that stuff can hold us hostage from growing. That resentment, that anger can hold us from growing. Um, there's a passage in Isaiah that talks about just about that. Isaiah 43, 18. Don't remember the prior things. Don't ponder ancient history. Look, I'm doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? Making a way in the desert. Paths in the wilderness. It's true for this place, right? Let's let go of some junk. And let Gadsden first move forward and following Jesus. Um, the last one. This is the last excuse we give. I know i got to end because you all want to eat lunch. Um, the last one is the fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. When Abram is called, God just says, I'm going to show you this place, right? He hasn't shown it to him yet. Like you're just going to get up and go and I haven't seen the place yet. There was no Zillow thing that he could look at where he was going. There was not a brochure. It was just, follow me. I'm taking you to the unknown, right? That's what God does to us sometimes. Because if God showed us the big picture of how crazy things might get, we might not follow to begin with, right? Matthew was sitting at a tax collector's kiosk, and Jesus said, follow me. Aren't you glad? I bet Matthew's glad Jesus didn't tell him up front how crazy it was going to get. Because Matthew was in for a wild ride. Jesus would be crucified. People would come after Matthew. But I'm sure Matthew is glad that he followed. I'm sure Abram is glad that he followed. And all of us will be glad that we follow. I ask us now, what is it that's holding us back from following Jesus? Is it fear of the unknown? Is it holding on to some stuff? What is next for you personally? What is God leading you to? In what way is God saying, follow me? Help this group of people or lead this group? Then I ask us, what is God whispering to Gadsden First United Methodist Church when Jesus says, follow me? Jesus says, follow me. Is Jesus going to 
ask for some things to be changed, moved around, shuffled? What's going to happen? A new outreach? I don't know. But are you willing to follow Jesus where Jesus takes this place? Do we have the faith to follow? Because we can no longer use the excuses that we're too big of a sinner, that we're not qualified. We can't say, what will people say? Because people are going to talk no matter what, right? Especially if we're following Jesus and doing good, people will talk. Giving up something, sacrifices is sometimes a really good thing, right? And fear of the unknown. We've just got to trust and follow Jesus. But I'll encourage you with this, my last words. Hang on, though. The adventure of following Jesus will be a journey of surprises, of unexpected blessings, and so much more than you ever expected it to be. But it's going to be wild. So don't fear and don't hold back. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will help all of us to follow you. I pray that we won't make excuses. pray that we will do minimal whining about it and that we will follow with our whole heart into the places that you take us to go. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand and sing with us? Here I am, Lord. I don't know what number it is, but it's there. 593.
So as we leave this place, may we follow Jesus and not make excuses. But also in this benediction, this is a strange benediction, the luncheon instructions. Are you ready? As you leave this place, if you're going to luncheon, please go upstairs and be seated at the table of your choice. Before the food is served, there will be a brief welcome and prayer. You'll be called by the tables to the serving lines. If you need assistance, they're going to be glad to help you. Go in peace. Oh.